to a little something to whine about podcast with myself Siobhan Camille and Tyler Michelle where we whine w-i-n-e about life personal growth relationships and more because sometimes you just need to whine a little so grab a glass of your favorite red white or rosé and join us on the couch and please make sure you're not drinking and driving yes that's practice safety that's practice safety 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 so today is our first podcast officially clink 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 um and today's topic is called who are you because you have tuned in and you are wondering well who are these two girls these two women these two young women young ladies millennials i guess millennials but later the, the millennials in the 30s okay the millennials not, the 30s. not the new millennials the old not millennials. the 20s we the 30s like we, we over that line we, we the other millennials. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to just discuss who we are just you know and we thought we'd do it a little differently and we're going to interview each other yes and we do not know what the questions are no we do not i am nervously excited about that part um yeah so uh before we start Siobhan tell me what 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 are we drinking uh during this introduction of who we are so I have my favorite wine with me it is called Malvasia di Carsorso Dolce it is a red wine God knows that I actually prefer white but for somehow this became my favorite red okay did you hear how you said that though let me, let me so for for the other that was for my educated people for for the others for the little more rough around them edges me. i got my malvasia di casorso dolce and gabana no but my glasses are <laughs> my glasses are Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolce and I'm going to shout them out, my favorite designer. That, that was my first um, designer purse, actually. It was a hot pink Dolce and Gabbana purse, and I made sure I wore it with my hot pink sundress, um, just, you know, a little tidbit, but go ahead. I love me some Italian. The language, I learned a little, I learned it in college, though I don't remember any of it. The men's is, whatever, the wines, I, I, I'm here for Italy. I'm here for I, Italy. I, for anything that you speak because i speak what do they call american english <laughs> okay um and nothing else so there will be times where i go come on siobhan say that word because i rather you say it correctly than for me to say it and they go Ooh. <laughs> mm. that's fair so yeah, that's what i'm right. drinking today is that i have a very big glass as you can see because this is wow. my this is my good day, bad day, don't even ask day. And with the day I've had, we are at don't even ask. So what okay, are you I, <laughs> what are you drinking? Compared to you, nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking uh Pinot Grigio. Um come on, Siobhan, give me the Calturn. It's Calturn. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, the Calturn Pinot Grigio. I remember the first time we had it, we were sitting at a restaurant in DC in Chinatown. Um, and it was awesome. The reasoning was too sweet. So we ended up getting the Pinot and this has become, this is actually my first Pinot that I have ever drank. I have never had a Pinot before I tried that. So, um, you know, usually your first one becomes your favorite. Um, so I am looking forward to future uh, episodes where I get to try different ones to see, you know, compare the two, what they taste, you know, the, um, what they taste like, what I like, which one's sweeter, which one's not. I'm not a, I can do sweet wines, but I'm not a big sweet wine person. So I found out as, as I got older, uh, but yes, my glass compared to yours. Your glass is the same size though. It's, it's just... the same size, but my pour yeah this okay. this here pour is you had a good day 
is your is my good day poor <laughs> um compared to your full out don't even know, ask don't eggs <laughs> okay just just let me let me have this moment that that your your glasses i need a few moments my glasses i'm at peace <laughs> And that is fair. And that is fair. So we will be learning wines. We are not wine connoisseurs. We are just two women who enjoy a good glass, mm-hmm. whether it's six ounces, eight ounces, or just well, keep pouring till I say stop. <laughs> okay, exactly. Um, and we're going to go through this thing. So let's, let's get to the questions. Okay. 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 So Siobhan, um, yeah, you go first. Let's go first. All right, so my oh, wait, first. That means I go first. Oh man, I don't know. For right, right. That's what that means. That's, what, that's <laughs> exactly what that. Okay, means. we're here now. Let me sip this while you ask get prepared. Okay, I'm not ready. Miss so, <clears throat> Ta Michelle, mm-hmm. what was the first wine you ever had? Oh, um, that's an easy one. The first wine I ever had was actually a Moscato um I think for the most part from the people that I have associated with I think that's the uh most common one amongst my friends and I because we we tend to go sweet because only thing you hear about wine at first you, you see red wine oh my god it's bitter it's nasty blah, blah, blah. so you automatically go yep I don't want that let me go to the other side so when you go to the other side, I think a lot of times we go all the way to the other side. And for me, that's what Moscato is. It's all the way to the other side. And that's now with me having the little bit, and when I say little, I mean little bit of knowledge that I have in reference to wine. Um, but yes, it was a Moscato. And do you remember the brand if it was a absolutely bear not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am 35 plus and my first glass of wine, I do know I was about 23 years old. So 10 plus years ago, yep, right. have no idea. Gotcha. I do know I was in the, in the club. I was getting my party on um, <laughs> and that was my first wine. And I know it was pink and it was bubbly and pink is my favorite color. So I was like, Ooh, yay. So you would dance off the color. Let's go. <laughs> bubbles. Who, who can look at bubbles and be sad? Like, I, unless you unless that's a trauma thing for you i'm sorry i hope that's not a trigger but most people when you look at bubbles you're happy <laughs> when i look at bubbles now all i think about is finding nemo bubbles bubbles my bubbles my bubbles <laughs> whatever i'm gonna be honest i'm a big hey, Dory. <laughs> that's what i think of it's, it's the guy who was obsessed with the fish in the aquarium who had spent way too much time there and was obsessed Shark with thing. the bubbles Ooh, uh, uh. yeah bubbles bubbles my bubbles Bubbles, I was like, <laughs> that low key is one of my favorite movies because I promise you, Shark Bait. Ooh, uh, uh, I, promise, I used to hit that out the blue so much. My sisters would be like, Oh my god, <laughs> I'd be like, Okay, I'm done. And then when it got quiet, I would do it again. Like, I don't know why, but Finding Nemo was is one of my favorites. But yes, yeah, so that was my favorite or oh, my first introduction to wine. Um, so my question is going to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more deep. Oh, she getting deep. <clears throat> I'm getting going deep. That's I was trying to warm up. We was doing, um, you know. I mean, hey, look, sometimes just rip the bandaid off, jump right in. Damn it. Okay. I'm done. Um, it's it. Uh, my question to you is. What would you say your style is and what does it say about you? I think my style, actually my best friend told me that my style, and this was like maybe five, six years ago. She said Mm -hmm. that my style is comfy, casual, chic. Okay. Um, I think it says that I spent most of my life as a dancer and so we are always we got to be comfortable comfortable and you got to be ready to move I I appreciate stretch jeans because they came out around time I was in middle school because I did have the true denims because you know the Levi's and the Stratton and all of them I had them and you can't move move I ripped a good minute 
trying to do splits and toe touches and everything else because heel stretches really, and turns man was not gonna stop i'm gonna do this arabesque now if it happened to rip this denim i guess they should have made it better so i <laughs> i pretty much wear leggings um t-shirts and I think my style is really is is reflective of the era I grew up. I grew up in the 90s, you know, like everything was big and baggy. And I think my shirts still kind of do that. But I also grew up as a dancer. So I needed the the leg movement flexibility. So I'm really big on cute form fit and sweatpants, but I'm like real big on leggings um, or jeggings, whatever. Either one. Yeah, that that's a new thing. Well, it's not new, new, but it's newer. right so i'm more i'm i'm that and then i like a good boot Mm -hmm. so i can't wear boots like i used to i just especially like with weight i'm carrying now (laughs) uh that's a lot of weight to be putting on boots but um yeah so i guess my style is is comfy as far as i i like to my legs to be comfortable i like the top to be casual so i'm more of a uh, um t-shirt person graphic tea girl mm-hmm. and but I'm a little chic with it so I gotta put the boots on okay okay heavy for boots this 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 young lady who is umpteen pounds lighter than I am heavy for boots but okay I gave you that it's <laughs> but it's also a matter of I did a lot of dancing I did a lot of damage to my legs especially doing point feet. yes okay now that I I can't understand um which is why I didn't do it I stuck to jazz <laughs> yeah i mean i did jazz and contemporary and all that but i did do point and and i actually i got most of my injuries on contemporary but that's a whole other thing uh-huh all right so my <laughs> next question oh lord <laughs> for oh, you dude. is how would your best friend describe you wow um so my best friend and i share the same name my name is michelle um and she's currently in texas i miss her so so much but we have the type of relationship where we literally don't talk often and it's okay um when we need each other we are absolutely there hands down no questions text in the middle of the night whatever it may be full support um that's been my best friend since middle school um you said, how would she describe me? Yeah, you know. Uh, I think she would probably call me crazy. Uh, outgoing. Um, I don't know if she would call me mean. Because my best, people think I'm mean, but my best friend has like a mean streak that is something serious. But you know, sometimes I guess they say birds of a feather flock together. But I don't think I'm that mean. But my best friend is 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 that girl. I love her, and she's so short. Like I'm only five three. Yeah. <laughs> so and she's shorter than I am. Like short, short. But I love her to death. Um, she's definitely been there through a lot. Um, but yeah, I think that's how she would describe me. Like funny. Um. I think she would think I'm a softer person because I don't know. That's- I think with best friends, it's a little, it's, especially when you have one that you've known for so long because they've seen you evolve. They've seen, yes. Now I will say she has seen me go through a lot in reference to, you know, from middle school up until now, you know, um, she was married before I was, I had a child before she did. So it, we've seen each other through a lot. So I feel like she, she has definitely, well, I know she has definitely seen my changes both for the better um, and shoot, because I'm human, some for the worse. Um, and she loves me through them all. Because <laughs> I could call her and she'd be like, now, you know, good what you want. I'm like, I mean, no, I'm not. And she'd be like, it's okay you're not going to agree I don't expect you to and that's why I love her because she like really just tells me how it is accepts me like no matter what um and same vice versa I'd be like Shelly Shelly it's funny because my mom calls us Musha that's my nickname and she calls her Mushu so because when we would be together she would say Michelle and we both would be like hmm 
So not you, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, because we both have like butthole moments together and it's like so funny. But she's also one of the people who like, I cannot stay mad at whatsoever. And, you know, I don't know. She, she, we just clicked and it just worked. And the fact that both of our names on shelves just makes it like double time, like better. Um, but I think that's how she would describe me. I think she would think I was loving. I think she would think uh, she would describe me as a butthole um, at times, which I can't deny. I can be. I'm a little spoiled. A lot of spoiled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will never deny that. Um, yeah. Hi, Charlie. I miss you. Okay. Uh, stop. You're about to make me cry. Okay, so your next question is, what is something you would never give up on? Oh, that's hard. You hit me with all these deep questions. I feel like I, I told you we I hit deep, with the surface. I was deep, trying to be like, deep, you know, light and nah, nah, like- I want to know you. Who are you? Who is Shabar Camille? I want to know you. Oh. Or we want to know. One thing I would never give up on. Learning. I think any, you know, if you've been around me long enough or somebody's known me long enough, I, I will never stop learning something. I always, I hate being stagnant. I hate feeling like where I was last year is the same place I am today. I need to do something Word. different. I need to keep evolving as a person. I need to keep growing as an individual. I'm always pushing. So I'm never going to give up on learning. Uh, I, I will give up on some people. I'm not going to lie. I'll give up on people, places, things, all that changes. But to me, education, no, it's there. Knowledge is knowledge. I will never give up on, on learning more. It's the reason that I decided to learn Italian in, in college because I had learned Spanish from elementary school through high school. I, so I went to Italian. After that, I was like, I want to learn Portuguese. So I bought a bunch of books and I've been teaching myself. I want to learn French. So I literally write to my mom in French because there was a time she was fluent in French. And so we both, we just, we that. Right. I wanted to learn computer programming. So I did. I just, I will never give up the, the desire to learn. I will never give that up. That keeps me going. It in, it inspires me to get up every day with my whole self because sometimes I, I don't know where I am. I'm lost in the sauce. But hey, but, but that I will never give up on learning. That's a good. That's actually a, a really, really, really good answer. Um, okay, okay. I mean, I'm hitting you, and you coming back. I'm just saying. Ooh, this is hard. This is deep. I, I, this is good okay that is that was an excellent answer um yeah Ooh. okay so Cheers. i'm gonna go a little deep now oh god <laughs> i was giving you at least warm-up questions you just want to come in swinging on people i was at least trying to be like and then when you give me i'm like Jesus. <laughs> right no 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 no. this is called i'm stepping up to the plate you you done smack me and now it's some cap what shall i begin as they oh, said Lord. so now oh, lord here we go okay let me get my mental i think i might need to pour it to the next level <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you is what is your best quality wow what i think my best quality is <sighs> Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it sucks, don't it? Be on the other oh, side, don't it, it so sucks. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I don't think I have a best quality. I and I don't know, I mean, people might, oh, you have slow self esteem, and blah, blah, blah. but okay, no, I don't think I have a best quality as far as myself. But what I have been told on numerous of occasions in numerous of different situations and time and time again is that I am an excellent teacher. Um, and that's of anything that I have knowledge on or anything that, you know, 
technically needs to be taught. Um, I, I told that I break things down very uh, well to its simplest form as much as possible, which I find funny because I a lot of times find it hard to articulate what I'm trying to say. So you will catch me a lot of times saying, does that make sense? I hope I'm not losing you because I get kind of scatterbrained. So for people to tell me that, it's, it's weird to me, but apparently they say I'm a good teacher. Um, that is one thing that I do hear as far as equality, I, I hear about myself. Um, do I believe it? I mean, maybe about 60%, maybe. I gave myself a D and that's because, you know, it's passing um, barely, but um, I just, I don't know. I think I also been told I'm hard on myself too. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like if anything, that would probably be my best quality. Um, I try to be a good listener. But I'll be honest, sometimes my head get in the way and my attitude is not the best all the time. I would never say I have a great attitude in most situations. Some most situations, I'm okay. I'm not gonna say great, but I'm okay. Um, but I will say sometimes I don't listen because sometimes I don't care to listen. And it's not always right, but I, I mean, know who I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know who I am. So yes, I would say maybe if that would be teaching for me, I will I will go with that one. I mean, yes, that's a good quality. That's yeah. a good quality. I, uh, it is because <laughs> I'll be honest, it's annoying. Okay. Oh, I completely understand that. I agree with that. I'll say we both are in or are in or have been in teaching roles, uh, and it can be ooh challenging. Man, I tell you, I'd be wanting to crack my neck, roll my shoulders, <laughs> you know, tie my head in a ponytail and be like, you know what? Teaching is not for those who Let's have go. no patience. Teaching is not for those who need instant gratification, really. Now, the instant gratification, I definitely feel like if you're a teacher and you're looking for instant gratification, <laughs> you might as well quit. But what was the first thing you said? Patience. You need to have patience, patience. to be a teacher. Everybody tells me, Michelle, oh my God, you have so much patience. I don't. But I think it depends though, because I've heard, I've heard the same thing. And I think I, I have more patience with children than I do with adults. I don't think I have patience with either. <laughs> no, because I've seen, I think you, no, because I've seen you at uh, dance practices teaching people. And I think it's, it's a, it's there. I think it's more there than you think it is, especially by comparison to other people who have like none. Okay. But low, I mean, that's why low I say patience. Personally, no patience I don't feel like, right. I don't feel like I have no patience. I have six children. I have one biological child and five stepchildren ages from 15 down to five, six. And I have a husband who's a true butthole. And so are some of my best friends. So I think patience is there. But I also think part of that comes to me not listening. That's true. Because <laughs> yeah, block it out. And it seems like I have patience when in honest, all honesty. Yeah, I, I, I stopped listening five minutes ago. <laughs> and I may be so wrong. <laughs> but I'm just being honest. Like, that's truly how it is. Um, and I know that can definitely be frustrating for my spouse. But that's how I feel sometimes and sometimes I do it to prevent other things from happening but anyway okay all right I'm gonna give you a light one I, I got a light one. Oh lord <laughs> you can woosa I don't know I don't know what your light's gonna be because this is this... it's light I promise sip a, take a sip take a sip of your Mm-hmm. Mavasia. Mavasia. Yep. I, I told you I got to think Cavasia. Mavasia. I know it don't, but that's my brain. Okay. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Told you it was like. Um, I don't know. That's probably Ooh. harder than the rest. And the bottom is because 
all of the pressure because the pleasures I have, I don't feel guilty about. I'm me. So okay. like it or don't, I actually thought about guilt and embarrassment a while ago because of a book I was reading. Hmm. And it made me realize that people are embarrassed because they're concerned about other people's opinions of them when they do what they do. Guilt is a lot the same way when it comes to guilty pleasures. And I realized like, I don't really have any. There is There are some things about myself that I wouldn't like scream from the rooftops. Right. But but even with that, if it if they came to be known, I will stand and own it. Right, because it's who you are. Because and it's I, who I, I get it. I get it. I completely get it. Um, yeah, I get it. And I understand. That's actually the topic to think about. Um, but that's a wine for another day. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so guilty guilty pleasures. I'm not sure I have any guilty pleasures. I have a lot of pleasures, things that I like. To okay, do. well, give me two of those. <laughs> but I like to travel. Tell us two of those. I like to yes. travel. This is my road running sister. I and my phone for years. Your name <laughs> outside a new booty was road running because when I say you didn't stay one place longer than what a year or two, yeah, it was much. like oh I'm over here. Oh I'm over here. Oh I moved back over here, but not in the same place. It's a little bit this way. Oh I'm over here. Oh well now I'm moving to Maryland. Oh, okay. And I'm be honest. I thought you'd be gone by now. <laughs> you know, I, I, life kept happening and I just kept staying and I thought I would be gone by now as well. Um, although I am looking to move to Virginia. So but, I, mean, I should be gone soon out of Maryland. Anyway. Out of Maryland, right. but it's still local. We're, we're in the DMV area. So you're not, I mean, I had to set a home base because I couldn't keep move. Part of it is I can't keep moving and then traveling uh-huh. because I am an adult and all my adult stuff can't keep going to my mama's house in New York. Like it just got it. <laughs> like at some point, you know, the you bills got gotta the go stability. The stability somewhere else and you have to have your own stability. And so right. I had to build stability for me and a home base for me, but I, I love to travel. That's like my biggest pleasure ever. If I can wake up in one place and go to sleep in another that's like the best feeling in the world. It makes me feel like I've accomplished something. So mm -hmm. I'm always, and if people are like, hey, road trip to Phoenix in a week, I'm there. If I don't have to work, and even still, if I could work around, like, especially with the work from home, because I can work from home, I'm out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the type of person, oh, it's Wednesday. We want to go to Richmond on Friday. I'm there. Like, I don't, right. I don't have any qualms about getting up. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about being child free, to be honest, is I can get up and go. Now, it's a little more complicated with Roman, who is my my soon to be six year old Pitbull Great Dane baby, because ironically, it's easier to get people to watch a child than a dog. And so <laughs> and so traveling with him like it's not gonna happen and then trying to get somebody to watch him is hard as well because you know pitbulls different it's not even that i'm gonna say this and i said it and this is some people might feel some type of way pitbulls are the black people of the dog breeds okay because and i say that because in my old apartment when i had roman and he was a little puppy he a little pup pup and everybody was, oh my God, he's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. By the end of his first year, which is when I, I had to accept the doctor telling me that, you know, he's half Great Dane, right? Like, oh, he's Dane in there somewhere. That he was going to be big. By the time he's like 60 pounds at year one, all the same people that were like, oh my God, he's so cute are now afraid of him. Mm -hmm. Because, well, he barks. He barked before. Like, not you know my, right. his bark is louder and it echoes because of the dane in him he has a dane bark truly but i realized like in the two because i had him for four or five years out of his life that we were that we were there and he grew up over there and the same people who were oh my god he's so cute love him love him love him as a puppy by the time he's 60 pounds are afraid of him mm -hmm. he didn't change He's not right. aggressive. He's not people aggressive. Dogs and cats and squirrels, whole nother issue. But <laughs> squirrel, 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 squirrel. And squirrel. rabbits, because man, he's trying to tear up some rabbits today. But people, he loves people. 
and he mm-hmm. always loves people and he has a big bark but his bark is not like i'm gonna kill you it's like oh my god what's up guys hey 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 oh he just, oh you know i know but oh my god and i don't like voice. i don't like dogs and roman will literally just come push himself on me and i'll be like oh roman you are too big like i feel like you're my size you're going to knock me over i'm going to fall you're going to sit on me i'm not going to be able to move move roman and he's like um nope but you're gonna nope. pet me though right nope and i'm like no i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not you're too big i'm not so i but i get it but, I but get that it. was he my is. but that was my thing with him is he's big and he's loud and he has a deep voice because of the dame Mm-hmm. and you know he's a bully so he's and he's goofy like a bully and a dang because both of those breeds are just f- full-on stupid and <laughs> like they just both not stupid and like uh but like you know they like i get stupid. it i get like, it <laughs> and it cracks me up that people are so afraid of him because i'm like he's afraid of balloons size matters that's all i'm saying <laughs> he's afraid of balloons and i get that but it just I, I don't know. So anyway, my my guilty pleasure is traveling. It is a little tricky with a dog like mine. Um, even to find people to to watch him or to walk him because it's a matter of finding people who can't control him because he is a big boy. He's like uh, 90-something pounds. Okay. He will pull you <laughs> if you let him. For real. So, hey. All right. Dare you. So- I didn't want to close his nose in the door. So like when he, I was coming in the house, he was trying to get to me and I'm like, no Roman, go back. So I'm closing the door so he doesn't run out while Rob is grabbing his leash. And I'm like, I don't want to close your nose. You know, like, I don't want to hurt you. Move Roman, I don't want to hurt you. And he's like, no, no, come here. Well, and he go. does that no. because he wants to sniff you or if he knows you leaving him by himself and he doesn't want you to, he'll put his nose in the door. He's in that apartment. Like I would go downstairs just to wash clothes. And if he was like, no, you no. I'm not like, put no, his I little don't nose want to push the door. the door. And I'm like, I don't want to put the door so of course he gets his nose through and boom his body comes through and he's like outside and Rob's like Michelle what are you doing I'm like I didn't want to close his nose in the door <laughs> and he's like Roman come here and Roman's like oh, oh we're going for a walk and I'm like just don't run off just don't run off just don't oh oh Oh. Rob was like oh my god babe you can't do that I was like I didn't want to hurt him I was so scared. He was like, okay. <laughs> I'd be more scared of him getting out because there's dogs in his neighborhood and there are two of them that he's got problems with. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was more afraid of hurting him. Like you coming home and like, what is this scratch on his nose? I slammed his I'm nose I'm not worried about door. that. I'm more worried if I come home and he's not there because he doesn't call. Well, we were going to find him. Like that wasn't the issue. We were, we were going to find him. It was just, I didn't want him hurt. Okay. So I was like, oh God. Okay, but you know we can just delete this part. <laughs> so okay, from our memories. I'm not even talk about the podcast. So just from the memory, like you know. Okay. Uh huh. So whose turn is it? So my question to you, oh god, is here we go. This is a deep one. Okay, who's uh, yeah? Okay, you I'm started ready. deep, and I'm, I'm sorry. End, I'm, I'm, I'm an deep Is what I'm in. What is your most controversial opinion? Mm. I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I have a lot because of how I grew up, what I know to be true, what I believe, um, and then what you see and what you learn. Um, <laughs> I call myself a walking contradiction and if anybody continue well if you guys continue to listen you will fully understand what I mean by that um simply because where I can truly and honestly believe something with every ounce of me that does not mean I don't understand or see or can empathize with the other side um so um, where on the one hand, I am completely all for tradition. I am traditional. I am conservative, if you want to use that word. Um, but I'm not so stuck and stagnant or in a place where I can't, I might not believe or you're not, you might not change my mind and my beliefs, but I do understand what you're 
you know, the direction that you're coming from and your point of view and, you know, your choices are your choices. But I would say controversy for me is racial stuff, um, racial things. And I know, I know that's controversial for most people. No, no, no. But like, what's your most controversial opinion? Like what, not what's the most controversial. No, 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 no. Like about racism. Like, oh, that that's one. That's definitely one. And um, a lot of people aren't going to like this. Uh, God. Just that. Well, and I don't want to call it religion because religion in itself is that's that's something that I uh, gets it gets on my nerves in the fact of what the oh the negative connotation behind it but i think that's because there's a difference between religion and spirituality and people don't really acknowledge right but i also feel like where people would say oh you're a religious person i have a religion yes because i feel like religion is simply a, a category that you want to put me in um just like I feel like spirituality is a category that you would want to put me in. I just, I just feel like God is more than that. Period. Um, and that in itself is controversial, controversial. So that's what I'm saying. I have so many um different things. Uh sexuality. I am very, 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 I have like that's that that's a whole nother thing for me. Um it's a lot um what I would you those, say your top is though like what's your I, most I was those two a uh, sexuality and uh religion re- not religion but god the existence of god the existence of god well then it's three because it's like the existence of god that's probably number one to be honest with you because that's something that i get very passionate and heated about and i probably will stop talking to you <laughs> because like about that i won't stop talking to you as a person but like if i feel like the a conversation that we're had is going to have is going to go anywhere in that way i won't talk to, I, I will stop it because i know my beliefs and i know who i am and it will become such a battle that it could possibly ruin any type of relationship that me and that person may have now a true friend we can disagree from the root of to the tutor and that just be that but I know most people, when it comes to quote unquote religion and spirituality, that's not how that goes. Um, right. I know, you know, people, you lose friends over things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, religion, so I, politics, and race. People lose friends, accomplices, yeah. associates. Politics, accomplice. I don't, politics, we can definitely not agree on politics at all. Uh, I, I don't care. I'm not going to stop being your friend because you voted for Trump. Like, okay, that's fine. Uh, I agree like, with that. Like, me, I, I, I'm, I'm not. Know. I'm not going to stop being your friend because you voted for Trump. I'm just going to think, okay, you have foolish ways and going about my business. I'm not um, politically committed. I'm not either. Anybody. So I'm that's not, not going to break me up. But I'm just saying, technically, like, right? Technically, I'm listed as a Democrat, but there are some things with Democrat Party that I completely do not agree with. There are some things on the uh, Republican Party I definitely do agree with. Politics. Eh, that that's neither that's a human thing that's that's neither here nor there because at the end of the day that's not going to determine where you spend eternity and that's how i well no i'm only saying that because of controversial opinions like the three controversial things that tend to ruin or end relationships are probably religion race and politics yeah now i agree with you i'm i mean i'm a registered independent so yeah now race and uh that sexuality thing i don't know why but those two things definitely my top two um People don't like what I say. People don't like my opinion, and that's fine. You ain't got the answer to me. I got no heaven or hell to put you in. And that's that's where I leave it. At the end of the day, I leave it at that. I respect your choice. Do I agree with it? No. Do I want it around me and my children, depending on what it is? No. And I have every right to feel that way and to teach my children what I feel is correct. If you don't like it, guess what you can do? You can exit. I won't feel no type of way. That's on you. But uh, I, I just it. feel like there's a right and there's a wrong. And I feel like a lot of times that gets lost. At the end of the day, regardless of what, there's a right 
and there's a wrong. And it was predetermined what the right and the wrong was. Is, not even was, is, like even to this day. There is right, there is wrong. I don't care what you put on top of it to make it look pretty. Right is right and wrong is wrong. All right. So, girl, girl, let me, I think I might, I might need a shot of, of on the <laughs> side. Like, oh, that, you, you go, I thought I was dabbing in you. Woo, just, this. I had to create some things that I had to give a range. I had to get some light questions, some deep questions. I see. Okay, so what is your favorite imperfection about yourself? Boom. Hit you. Drops. I'm short. (laughs) (laughs) If you all could see me right now, I just literally put my glass down. It was like, in my head. I'm sure. Look, in my perfect world, I was five foot seven, the same height as my grandmother. In this real world, I am five foot three bite size. Okay. So we are the same height. Okay. Short is sexy. Okay. I said it's my you asked my favorite imperfection. That's not perfect for me. My perfect should be five seven. I should be five seven, but I'm five three. And so I consider that an imperfection. Which I don't know what you <laughs> what you wanted me to say. And that I wear glasses, okay? Because my eyesight's not, that's by definition, my give eyesight you that. isn't perfect. I'll but give you the glasses, but your height, okay. My I, eyesight I mean, isn't perfect. Some, I mean, the song said I wish I was a little bit taller. I hey. mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. I love so, being yes. short. I, I mean, short. I'm good being short now, but- I mean, clearly, we've been short all our life. I mean, clearly, it's not But changing. if I had a choice, I would have been five seven, is what I'm okay. saying. And Ooh. I actually really like my glasses. Like, yeah, I appreciate these things. Cause not for nothing, I pretty much jacked up my eyesight on purpose to have glasses. Cause I always like girls with glasses. Wow. So, you know yeah. the funny thing is when you say that, I used so you know when we were younger, watching the movies, especially like the movies in the 80s, it was always like a quote-unquote Cinderella story type thing where it was like the geek who turns into like the wonderful person mm-hmm. and yeah. I wanted to be that girl first of all I always related to the geek anyway um I was thought I was quiet people say I wasn't but whatever um that that's your perception uh but I always thought I was you know the girl in the back who I wanted to wear the glasses I wanted braces I wanted to be the outcast until I was the outcast. Uh, and then it, I wanted to be the, oh, and then I'm going to turn into this beautiful swan. You're going to see me and going to be like, oh my God, that's her. Yeah, that's the same person. I always kind of wanted that, but that was growing up and seeing movies like Pretty in Pink, um, Teen Witch. And that was like my favorite movie. I always wanted glasses and braces because three of the girls I knew that I thought was re- were really pretty actually had glasses and braces. That's what it came down to. And so I got the glasses. That I did that. I did that. I told my mom, I don't feel like I can see the board. It wasn't true. And I told my mom later that I had lied about it. But this is part of the reason that <laughs> this is part of the reason <laughs> I feel like my eyesight has not changed since I got my glasses at the age of like nine. And mm. honestly, it's like, what is my prescription? It's like, both of them are like negative 1.5 at this point. So it's not even really off. I mean, I think my, my eyesight was going to deteriorate with age anyway, but it, it really hasn't gotten much worse since I, whatever. Cause when I did it, you know, I just lied when they were like, what letters do you see? I could see them, but I like kind of hazed my eyes a little bit. So they were a little blurred. And then I like kind of made some stuff up and they were like, Oh, it's not too bad. And I'm like, no, I didn't want like bifocals, but I just wanted like single vision glasses. So I get it. I wear I glasses. glasses. Yeah, yeah, I wear glasses. I have astigmatism. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like my doctor, it's so funny. Every time I go, she goes, okay, so you you know you have astigmatism. Yep. Do you want glasses? Yep. <laughs> I'm like, give them to me. Insurance is going to pay for them. Might as well. Ask me how many times I put them on. Oh, I rarely ever see you. I didn't even know you had them, to be honest with you. Yes, I have them. Um, oh, they're right behind me. I have I've seen you in contacts, like the colored ones, more than I yep, have. Yeah, those no prescriptions. 
those those abuse and that's probably what i should have done and my mother said that she's like well you could have just told me that i'd have got you non-prescription glasses and i looked at her like no you wouldn't like it was also for me it was a matter of everybody i thought was attractive or cute had glasses had glasses but it was also because I feel like I got, that was like the 80s, like born well, in the was, 80s, growing up in the 90s, 90s, like nostalgia type thing too. But even more than that, I was bullied a lot. And so I figured if I got these glasses, because at the time, tortoise shell glasses were the thing. They're big. For those who don't remember tortoise shells, don't know tortoise shells, they're not skinny. These nice little rectangle frames I have and a lot of people have, that's great. In the 90s, the style was the tortoise shells, okay? They were getting smaller than the ones from the 80s. We were getting in the 90s, so they were getting a little smaller mm-hmm. than the big joints that took up your entire face. <laughs> but <laughs> these took up, instead of taking up 80% of your face, they now took up 70. And because I was bullied so much, I was like, you know what? If I get glasses and that covers half my face, people will leave me alone. And that's sort of what happened. Sort of. Oh, that that's that's some interesting math. It happened though. Hey, I, look, whatever the win is, take it. I'd say if that was your win, hey, take it on it and and have it up. Okay, last question. Go ahead. So my final question to you, and I stole this off a movie. Uh oh. Why no. did you get married? Wow. Why did I get married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate the dramatic leaning, the dramatic leaning. So this better be deep and great. <laughs> Why did I get married when I first got married? Okay, wait. You want my reasoning when I got married then or my reasoning now? I mean, you got married then. So I'm more concerned about why you got married then. Why you stay married is kind of why you are married okay. now. Okay. Why you got married is from five, six years ago. So my question is, why did you get married? I feel like this is about to be great. <laughs> Just by the look on your face. I feel like it's going to bless me. So arms open and receiving. Because I was drunk. Oh, boy. That didn't bless me. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad for the truth, but that didn't bless me. Um, okay. <laughs> and for that, now I need communion because that did not bless me at all. I am not blessed. No. Okay. So like, okay. Okay. So it's no, okay. That's not why that that played a part in how it happened. Um, but that's not why. Like the sober outside of the how it happened. Because anytime someone asks me that, I start thinking back to how we technically agreed to get married. Um, it was a wild night. It was it was a lot going on. Uh, and you know how when they say when you're intoxicated, like the true you comes out, your true feelings, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. drunk man don't lie, and all that other, all, the others, <laughs> all that. Um, so I feel like it was going to happen anyway. I feel like the alcohol sped it up. Um, because outside of that crazy night, we had had conversations prior while we were dating. Um, and our dating period was very short, but yes, I it know. Was... <laughs> we went to my birthday in Atlantic City in July, single, and then by December of that same year, you I was married. married. Yes, yes. So I know it was quick. Yes. Um, it was. It was a shift in. So a shift started happening in me about a year before that, um, and. When we started dating, he was something different. And he was something different in a way where I felt a level of comfort and security that I kept saying, you know how when you say, I want something different, I want something different, I don't want the same Mm -hmm. stuff, I'm tired of going through the same thing over and over again. So I had took necessary steps to prevent me from doing that but at the same time I was like still saying no my next I want to be my last um but I'm not just going for anything I want something different and I kept saying that and when we went on our first date the conversation was out of this world um never looked at our phones 
forgot we even had them. Talked from beginning to the end, laughed, enjoyed each other. And from then on, it was that, that same feeling, being able to talk, being, he was someone I felt I could talk to. I could tell I was secure. I could be vulnerable with. I was secure. I was, I, I felt such a level of comfort and you know how something feels so comfortable that it just becomes normal very easily. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. So in that, I also was like, wait, I'm not, I'm not trying to be anxious. So where I'm feeling this way, I was also like, hold up, hold up, like back, back. Um, but when we agreed, that was the intoxication night. Of course, we didn't stay intoxicated for the whole week. We agreed on a Sunday to get married on a Friday. So through that whole week, it was still conversations. It was still what are we going what you know what are we looking for mm-hmm. in this what is it was still that level of it wasn't like oh we was drunk oh it, it it felt right it felt right I felt comfortable I felt safe I felt like I could trust him um and it was just different like completely different and I felt encouraged I, it, I felt so many of the things that I was missing, that I felt like this is where my rela- my marriage should start with me feeling these way, you know, this way mm-hmm. with me feeling like right. this. And then there were some things that happened um, within that month that really the, the display of just simple caring not even, oh, I love you. I'm doing this because I love you. No, it's, I'm doing this simply because I care. Um, that, that level of base, no, no, I just care enough. It was like, wow. And so it, it was for me, that was, it was easy for me to say, yeah, let, let's do this for real. However, nobody believed me when I said I was getting married, but you know, that's another story for another day. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah um but it, yeah and that's that I think that's why because it was just a level of comfort it was a level of security it was a level of support it was a level of this is somebody I can build something with and it was also a level of hey I got him <laughs> oh lord <laughs> I mean if we be honest I mean, and honesty honest. is honesty is the key here. <laughs> I mean, it was that too. Like that was like the bonus. It wasn't like the lead, but it was definitely one of those. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in all seriousness, it was it was that it was that that sec- you know the security that every woman or every person I can't say woman because men look for security too. Um, mm-hmm. that security in in those feelings that that that's what happened. That's what, that's what, that's why I got married. All right. And last question for you. Okay. What do you secretly wish people knew about you and why? (laughs) (laughs) A couple things come to mind. Okay. Um, one, the first thing that came to mind was that you, I have feelings. I feel like I, I don't, I know where this came from. So I can't say I don't know where this came from, but that I have feelings. And to speak very frankly, I feel like part of that comes from being a black woman an African-American woman, mm. if you want to call it that, an American woman of African heritage, however you want to break that on down. To verbalize it. It comes from that because I feel like so much we can't win. Mm. I hear guys or people in general go, why can't you be like, insert different race of woman here? And part of it, I look at it and I'm like, have you seen the men of that race though? Or that group? Because mm-hmm. they don't treat their women the way that you do you can't disrespect me and then expect me to respect you. You can't 
you know, people, oh, she's so hard. Y'all act like y'all super women and y'all don't, whatever, y'all don't need a man. Y'all always into this feminist and y'all did. Let me be very clear. I don't know any black feminists. I don't. What yeah, I know, okay. what I know are black women who make lemonade. That's what I know. I don't know any woman out here. I don't know. And I'm not saying there aren't any, but people act like that's the majority and it's not. I don't know any woman. I'm definitely not the woman to be like, I don't need a man. Let me be clear. I don't need a man with foolishness. I don't need a man that's not a leader. I don't need a boy. I, I'm not going to say, because what a man is nowadays, I'm not even sure what that is. Mm. Because half mm. of these people running around, I can't tell. You're a man because <laughs> what? Because you have an appendage in your pants? Like, what makes you a man? And mm. And I say that because to me, and people talk about, you know, men are so much more logical than women. What's logical about making kids and not raising them? Hmm. I'll wait. What's logical about if you really feel that women are the weaker sex, what's logical about mistreating someone that you already deem to be weaker than you? How does hmm. that make you a man? People so quick to go lie on their, on their member, if you will, and do all <laughs> of this stuff and hurt and use and abuse and, and violate women. But if you already feel that women are beneath you or weaker than you, what do you gain? Nothing. What do you gain? If a 300 pound dude went and picked the fight with a 90, 90 pound man, y'all not going to applaud him. Nobody applauds him. It would be really, that's what you do. But this man goes and disrespects this woman and he gets props for that. He's player of the year. So I would say I have feelings and I know that I'm not alone in this because just women in general, especially like millennials or whatever, and everybody who gets older. And I think women as a whole have become a little more tougher and thick skinned because you have to be. Cause let me, let me be very clear. I, I am much more sensitive than the house I was raised in because both of my parents were in science. My father was an engineer. My mother was a computer programmer basically uh, my house was very intellectual books everything and it's not that there wasn't love there but I'm much more sensitive and I think my mother gets that now to an extent and we've had conversations about that but I, I do have feelings I'm actually a very sensitive person and the reason I can say this to people is I'm, I'm very true to my sign which is a cancer my shell is thick thick okay but it's because of and and again my my take on on race and all that type of relations and everything else tends to be controversial because of how i grew up i was not bullied by white people i was bullied by black people i had that going on i i went to school and it was it was horrible um day in and day out so to me i built this this shell of protection because of protection and as, as a biologically only child, like I had brothers, quote unquote, and I didn't really have sisters growing up. I didn't, I had brothers, I had boys. I was one of those girls that was with the boys because the boys don't care if you're ugly. The girls were like, oh, you, you ugly, you can't sit with us. Uh, dudes was like, I mean, you ball? No. Play football? No. You ride bikes? Yeah. All right, cool, we're gonna ride bikes. Like they tried to find a common ground. And so there was that. But I don't even think they realized, like, I know they didn't realize till like college. Like we went through middle school, high school. We, we now 20 before they were like, Siobhan, you a girl, right? Yes. Welcome to Anatomy 101, sweetie. Yes, I'm a girl. Because my girlfriend tripping and I need your opinion. That's when, dude, the, my boys, my friends, my brothers realized I was a girl when their girlfriends acted a mess and then they needed a female opinion. But for me, I have feelings. I put a lot of them to the side. I do a lot for everybody else, but you know, I, I, I do feel stuff. I do take hits and I've taken hits a lot, but if it's one of the things I wish people knew about me was that I do have feelings. Like I'm not a robot. Mm -hmm. I don't think any woman is really a robot or any man is a robot, mm -hmm. any person. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind that if somebody could know that about me is that and I, the second thing was I wish people knew that I'm a nice person 
and that's just because I can, I, I can, I can, uh, I can relate to that. I and can that, definitely relate to that. That just becomes because I remember back, and this is how it's gonna be back in the day. Was on, I was on Facebook. I've been on Facebook in like six years. So this was like way back in the Facebook days. And I remember one of my cousin's friends that we were cool, and she. You know, they used to do the little quizzes, like, how old was I? Guess this, guess this, guess this. What do you, and one of the questions on one of those little questionnaire things was, what was the first thing you thought about me? What do you think about me now? Three of her friends all wrote the same thing. The first thing they thought about me when they met me was I was mean. Then the very next question was, what do you think about me now? Oh my God, you're so nice. And I'm like, dude. And I realized part of that is because I inherited, honestly, rest in bitch face. It's all up in here, okay? It is. It is. <laughs> I, I'm that person that if I don't, I'm the person that got, why you look so mean? Or people, mm-hmm. oh my God, what's wrong? Are you okay? What's wrong? I'm fine. I was fine till you asked me that dumb question. I'm good. You all right? Like, mm-hmm. I honestly, I got that truly. But I wish people would know that I'm a nice person now as you are I'm a walking contradiction so know that I'm a nice person but as the DMX song said because I was listening to his album in the radio I'm not a nice person um I'm a nice person but I'm not a nice person and I want people to know I wish more people realize that I am a nice person like I'm a genuine person I guess I'll mm-hmm. say more mm-hmm. um those are the two things that I I think I wish people really knew about me that they don't seem to so well I think you're a nice person and we we have been friends slash sisters since Malachi was what four 2008 right that's three (laughs) I had to do it a couple times and make sure I was like it was one in 2005 so that's three okay so yeah since he was three and he's now 15 Jesus I'm a 15 year old um yeah so yeah I don't know my first opinion I thought you were quiet I didn't think you did yeah I was like she's quiet but I I can I I can get I like quiet people I feel like I'm quiet um yes yes Michelle you are thank you Siobhan I mean I wasn't Uh, gonna say that (laughs) like I I I mean you have quiet moments but I'm not going to call you a quiet person. I'm I don't gonna... think I'm a loud person. I didn't say you were loud either. See, so I'm quiet. There's something in the, why is everything either white, black, light, dark? <laughs> like, no, there's middle, there's grays and mediums in the middle, people. Know, you can about. be quiet or loud about. or somewhere in the middle. You, you're not, you're not loud. Okay, well, on, on, on the speedometer, I'm closer to quiet. Well, on the scale, I'm closer to if loud was a 10 and quiet was a one i i give you a, a solid five. seven okay <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow she said a solid seven like not a six 6.5 on a great day i don't know but no i've been around you too much in too many different situations that no <laughs> absolutely not will i give you a five not gonna happen on that one. Whatever. It's okay. I guess I'll take my semi loud. Ugh. I don't think I'm loud. I give myself a six. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You can give yourself what you need to. What I said, what I said. It makes me feel better on the inside. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm that loud. Maybe it's because I hang around loud er and that is probably the truth of it because I basically be I'm around me so a lot most of the time true but if I put you on a scale of everybody are you I know I'm some closer, tens I'm closer to the to the one I give you a if we doing comparatively by everybody else I will give you a 5.5 but if we're gonna oh. do you on your own you're a seven no we, we're gonna stick to everybody <laughs> You need to do it by comparison to get that number yes. lower. Yes, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yes, need to do it by based on percentile. By all means necessary. <laughs> like they used to do in in uh in with tests by percentile. Yep, mm-hmm. average this out. But average. on your own, you're a good seven. 
and that's that oh <laughs> yes and that is that um this brings us to the conclusion of the, our first episode um who are we this has been a wonderful 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 experience thank you guys for joining us on our very first episode of a little something to whine about i have learned a lot about myself as well as uh, my co-host, Miss um, Siobhan Camille, we definitely have enjoyed ourselves and learned a lot from each other. We definitely hope that you come back next week. This is going to be a weekly podcast and we hope that you subscribe to the podcast. Um, and don't forget to visit a little something to whine about.com. That's the website um, on there. We love to hear what you're thinking. We love to hear what you're drinking. And don't forget to join us next week. And remember, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Bye.